Shalom guys and welcome back. We're just going to jump right into this one because it might be a long one. Y'all know I want to bring you some home-based business ideas and everything that comes along with starting one, right? And as I mentioned last week, today we're going to jump into how to start a virtual assistant business from home. I like to start with this one because I think it's a good base to start with. Because once you kind of get a feel for being in the industry and working remotely, you can expand from there in many different directions. That can be um, by way of the services you offer or just having multiple streams of income, period. Now, obviously, there are different ways to start a VA business, but I'm going to tell you how you can start with virtually no expenses or very minimal expenses. As you take on more work and increase your income, you can begin to invest in other things that you will come to realize that you need in your business um, to run things the way that you want to. And then you can start to invest more at that time. But I really think it's a good idea to start as minimally as possible and then just start to buy things as you need them. When I first started online, that was one of my biggest mistakes actually. I spent too much money on too many things that I thought I needed just to find out that I really didn't, you know? It's really more important to just get started and get out there and start, you know, making some money and seeing what you can do. And like I said, just kind of investing from there how you need to. So this is also great because you can offer a wide range of services and then you can get an idea of what you actually like to do and what you're good at. From there, you can also get a feel for what types of clients or the people, you know, that you like to work with or what industry you like working within. Um, I think it's, a, it's smart to niche down, like I said before, but I guess the best way for you to do that is to see what you like first and which way you can move with that. So again, I do have a longer version of this um, this uh, this information, <laughs> how to start the virtual assistant business. Um, it's actually a PowerPoint presentation on my YouTube channel. So I'll leave that in the notes if you want to see the extended version. Um, but it's my, my channel is at Amir Belashante. So I'll put that down. And we're going to go through some of the main things that you'll want to do to get your VA business started. So first things first, decide where you're going to actually do the client work. We're talking about home-based businesses here. So I know you're going to be at home, right? But where in your home will you be? Do you have a separate office? Will you work from the kitchen table or a small converted closet temporarily or permanently? Your garage? Doesn't matter. If you have a laptop, technically you can work anywhere that you have a good internet connection, but you should have a base at some point. It'll kind of help you get your mind in the right place to actually do the client work. You know, you kind of have that mind frame that when you sit down in this place to do this work, that this is what it's about. Um, and of course, that doesn't mean you have to stay in the same place every single time you work. That's part of the beauty of doing this particular work. It's super flexible and you can make those flexible choices. Now, at some point, if you're liking this work and you're taking it seriously, you will probably start to want to invest in your space. So that's also why I'm bringing it up. Make sure if you do that, you have a desk that's big enough, you know, for all of your materials. Make sure you have a comfortable chair, ergonomics tools like a good mouse pad or a keyboard, or um, even if you have a laptop, you know, I find, you know, that I work quicker and more comfortably when I plug in a mouse and a keyboard to my laptop, but that's my personal preference, I'm just saying. Um, you'll wanna make sure your computer is level, you know, with your face, you're not like looking up or looking down consistently for so many hours. All of those things are important for the good long-term health of your body. So you have to keep that in mind when you're doing this work. Um, 
So again, decide where you work and how you wanna set up your space. Next thing, try to get organized. Think of a good time or good times in smaller chunks that you'll be able to do the work for your clients. You may have a family, so you'll have to consider these things. Do you have to work around a spouse's work schedule, your children's sleep schedule or school and sports activities? Do you have other things going on, like maybe a full-time job and you're trying to do this on the side, so you have to figure out what times you can do that? That might also tell you who you'll be able to work with. When will it be a good time for you to work around that schedule? You know your situation, so just look at it realistically and then kind of decide when you can really focus and get your work done to meet your deadlines. Now, again, this is flexible. It doesn't mean you're going to work at the same time every day, but if you get into a good habit of that and you have the same clients, then it might help you to be more productive in the long run. So before you get started, you're also going to want to do some digging into some work tools that might make things easier for you. There are some free ones like Asana and Trello, or you can go old school and use a spreadsheet to organize your client's work and deadlines. You're going to want to set up different folders on your computer for each client so that as you do the work, you can save them in the same place and then have easy access to go in there and send them whatever work you need to, especially if you're working with more than one person at a time. That's very important. Keep all that stuff organized. Um, if you're not familiar with any of the tools or the software that I mentioned, just do a little bit of research. Um, I could expand on them, um, but I don't want this to be too long, so I won't do that here. But um, ideally, you'll be able to run your business one day. But for now, I want you to keep in mind that you'll be wearing many hats initially. While it's important to stay organized, you know, for the sake of your clients' work projects, you're also going to need to be organized for the sake of attracting clients and growing your own business. So you'll hear things like you'll either be working in your business or for your business. And in the beginning, you're kind of doing both of those things. So you have to keep that in mind. Um, you'll need to have a strategy in place for getting clients, but also to maintain some sort of presence online for when potential clients want to research your skills and your abilities. You don't want to just have clients and then kind of fall off the face of the earth and then you end up not working with one of them and now you need to find new clients, but you've been, you know, ghost online for so long and you're kind of starting over. You don't want to do that. You got to keep consistent, you know, make sure you know how you'll get paid. An easy setup to just, you know, sign up for a business PayPal account. It's free. Um, you can send invoices to your client and collect the payments, or you can open up an actual business bank account with an established um, bank or credit union. Keep in mind, if you go that route, you will need your EIN number first. That's your, your tax ID number for your business um, if you want to go and open one that way. As far as contracts and agreements for services you'll perform, you can either purchase contract templates. There are a bunch of them on Etsy. Um, you can create your own, or you can sit down with a lawyer to help you draft one, okay? This will help you to clearly lay out what you'll be doing for your clients and what you expect from them, such as, you know, their payments, payment due dates, late fees, termination clauses. Um, like, do they need to give you, you know, 30 days notice? Um, do you need to give them 30 days notice if you decide you don't want to work with them anymore? Is there going to be a non-compete clause there, either on their end or yours? All of these things, you know, you want to lay that out in the contract. I'm not a lawyer, okay, full disclaimer. So you can consult with one about what you should do for your specific business. I'm just giving you some ideas to work with here, okay? So if you're going to track your time and work on like an hourly fee basis, then look into some time tracking software. 
they do have some out there that will actually allow you to basically click a button when you start and then when you stop. And then you can kind of like draft a report based on that to send to your clients in the event that you need to do that. So you can look into that software as well. Um, start setting up your business contact information. This includes your website, a good work email, a work phone if you choose to get a phone number. You can actually get another phone if you want to. Um, you can use cloud software from your computer or you can even have an app on your phone. That'll just ring through as a second business line. Um, I actually do have one of those for our trucking company. The one that we use is called Sideline. It's like maybe $10 a month and I really like it. Um, I have an Apple, so I know they have it on Apple phones, but I think it's on Android and Apple. Basically, it, like I said, it just rings through as a second line and it shows you in the app that that's the one that's ringing. Um, so you'll know where it's coming through. I've been using it for over a year now. I don't have any complaints. So that's um, just a suggestion if you decide to go that route. Um, if you don't want a separate phone number or a phone line at all, you can consider just setting up like a Zoom or a Skype account that you use just for your business. Lots of people do that. It's very common. So nobody's going to look at you sideways. Um, you can also use Facebook Messenger. I've done that before when I've, you know, had conversations with clients that I work with overseas. Um, I guess it was just easier for them. So we use Facebook Messenger. Um, that brings me to the Facebook business page. If you're not in a position to create a website right now or hire anybody else to, you know, no big deal. You can start a business Facebook page or LinkedIn or whatever one you prefer. I like Facebook because it allows people to leave you reviews. Um, and I think that that's important in the long run. So if you are going to use a social media page as a replacement for a website in the beginning, I like Facebook. Um, LinkedIn, I know that people can leave you I forget what they're called. I haven't been on LinkedIn on, in forever, but I know that something similar like that on LinkedIn. So I would consider one of those if you're only going to go with one. But again, I like Facebook also because of the networking factor on the, the platform, but whatever you prefer. Um, just like I said, just as an option, if you can't set up a website that's out there as an option. If you do that, though, make sure you fill it out. So let's say you're using the Facebook business page. Make sure you fill it out completely. That's important. You have to give all the details about yourself that you would put on the website. Don't just throw the name up there and then send people there. Like have it be detailed information. Um, list your services. List the prices if you want to. But just make sure it's filled out completely. Um, use that to refer people to when they ask about your services so that they can go somewhere online and see what you have to offer at least. Um, then if you have to... I'm not 100% sure, but I think if you end up using Facebook Messenger for those business calls, you may be able to toggle over to that um, in order to make those calls. I don't know. When I did it, it was on my personal Facebook, but something you can check out if you're interested. Um, if you're brand new to the online world and you don't have any reviews, that's fine for now, too. I know that may be a concern. You do need to understand, though, that having them will be best for you in the long run. But there are some things you can do to get around that in the beginning. I won't cover those here because I already have a whole episode on that. Um, you can check that one out on my podcast or my YouTube video. It's about how to get reviews when you have a new business. Um, so now we'll get into deciding how you'll structure your business. Will you just start as a sole proprietor or do you want to get an LLC? Uh, you can even go higher than that if you want to. You decide. Make the decision on whether or not if you're going to invest in business insurance. 
It may be something you want to have as a security for yourself if somebody, <laughs> not funny, but if they want to sue you for some reason. Um, I don't know. It depends on what type of client you're working with, what you're doing, how much you're charging them. Consider all of those things and see if that's something you want. And don't be afraid of that if you are interested in it, because I have seen um, little ads and stuff online where it could literally be like 20 or 30 dollars a month. So that's not too scary. If you are concerned about that, then, you know, look into it if that's something. Um, it's personal choice, so do what's best for you. Next, you're going to want to decide how you'll run your business. Are you going to be a general VA or specialist VA? You can start off as one or the other and then, you know, move around how you want to. So let's say if you start off as a generalist and you offer a lot of different services to a lot of different people, that's a generalist. You're just kind of out there. <laughs> um, but if you need to niche down, niche down, which I'm a fan of, and you that means you're kind of basically either only providing like one service or one set of services to many people and industries, or if you do it the other way, you're doing several different services, but only for one industry, one type of client. So those are two different ways you can niche down if you decide to be a specialist. Um, again, I do have another podcast episode on that and on YouTube. Um, it was either one or two before this one. It was about how to niche down in your services. And I created a free worksheet to help you do that if you're stuck. It just kind of helps you go through and give you some things to think about um, to kind of figure out what you might be good at. So I'll leave that information in the notes. So you could be here listening because you know about the virtual assistance industry and you want to kind of dabble in it, but you're not sure what you should do. I get that. You have to consider some things like what you're good at. Do you have a skill in something or are you willing to learn to do something? Some common things that people might need help with just to get your, your brain going a little bit here. Things that are easy for people to for you to help other people do online. Um, research and data entry, setting appointments, booking travel plans, email marketing or even email box maintenance, social media marketing, making phone calls, taking phone calls, writing resumes, proofreading services. Uh, lots of people need those who write, you know, books. They may need you to proofread their manuscript. Um, editing services for any type of content. That could be literally anything. Um, blog writing, video editing. I mean, really, the list could go on and on. That's why I actually wrote an ebook that I was selling, but I decided to start giving it away for free. I know that people are kind of stumped when it comes to the options because there's so many or a lack of ideas, you know, so I wrote the book and it's basically called 100 plus home business ideas. So it's it's lots of different things that you can start from home. Um, I will leave that resource in the notes too. Um, it's completely free now. Like I said, there's an abundance of options there that you can look at. Just download it for free on my site or I'll, or what I leave in the notes. And you can look through that and see what you might be interested in doing, because maybe there's something there that you didn't really think about, you know, um, see all these resources. I got you guys. I want you to be successful. OK, and you got this. Just, you know, take it one day at a time. So once you decide which one of these services you're going to offer or which ones, now you need to decide what you're going to charge. So in general, if you specialize, you can usually charge a little bit more because, you know, it's a specialty thing. That's another reason why I push aiming for that. But you can decide if you want to get paid hourly, if you want to create package prices, 
or if you want to work off of something like retainer fees where people can, you know, buy a certain number of hours and then kind of use them as they need them. Um, those are three different models you can use to set your prices. Um, I'm not going to tell you what to charge, but I will definitely say that I wouldn't start less than $20 or $25 an hour if you go that route. If you're going to do the hourly thing, um, again, I'm not telling you where to price. You may be higher than that. I'm just telling you I don't think that you should go lower than that, even though you're just starting. You have to be able to cover your overhead, which shouldn't be a lot to start. Remember, we're trying to start minimally or with nothing. But um, you do also want to be able to turn a profit. So you still have to pay taxes and all that other stuff. So you, you have to be able to make enough money to live off of if you're trying to make this your primary income. Um, so I'm not telling you, again, to charge that amount. I just don't know if you should go under that, especially not with prices rising on everything right now. So now we're gonna talk about branding. When you start setting your business up online, you'll want to consider having a consistent appearance across all of your platforms and your site. And it's not just the looks, okay? What is your voice? What is your general flow or your demeanor? Who are you speaking to? Choose what colors you'll use, yeah, what fonts you're gonna use, what kind of images you know are gonna be in your marketing materials and on your posts. Keep all that consistent. But what are you about? You know, what do you stand for? Let that show, you know, in your appearance online so that you can resonate with the people that you actually want to work with. Um, consider all of those things so that you can get a consistent image and voice of your business out there. Now let's talk about the marketing. How will you get the word out about your business? Normally, I don't suggest spamming your family and your friends, so I'm not going to tell you to do that. But you can put it out there on your personal social media pages. Just kind of angle it in a way that you're talking about how excited you are and that you're starting and what you'll be doing. Then you're going to want to sit down and think of anybody that you know that has a business um, or that needs an extra set of hands with something, whatever it is that you're offering. If you know somebody that fits the bill and only if you know somebody that would specifically need help, then you can reach out to them to let them know individually as well. But I wouldn't say just go pitching to people just for no reason, all right? Make sure they have a need for you. I've heard all kinds of stories in real life and online where friends and family were really in need and they were happy that, you know, this loved one that they have started a business that could help them. Don't feel bad or salesy, you know, about letting people know that you have a business. Like, that's the only way they're going to know. And you have something that you're offering that's going to help them or make something easier for them. Some people actually do need your help specifically and would love to know that you specifically are someone that they can hire. Don't let that be it, though. Remember that this is real. It's a legit business, so you do have to put in real legit work. Which social media platforms are you going to be on? Sit down and think about that. Which ones are you good with? Are you comfortable with? Are you familiar with the algorithms? Um, are you familiar with creating content for, you know, which ones are going to be easy for you? You don't need to be everywhere all at once. You can pick one that you're familiar with and then grow there before you add on other platforms. That's my suggestion. Remember that you're using this for business, so be strategic about everything on your business social media accounts. Follow specific people, communicate with specific people, post intentional content, and speak in a way that reflects well on your business, 
and it's all strategically done to get clients, not to hang out and be social. Just keep your personal pages around for that. Keep things separate. It'll make it easier for you. And be, it'll make it more clear on what your business has to offer and what you're doing there. Um, <clears throat> it is good on your business page to share things every now and then so that you are humanized to people. Um, and behind the scenes footage on different things that you're working on, different projects, um, testimonials, things like that. But for the most part, I would keep it business. All right. Um, decide if you're going to only market yourself online or you're going to go offline and look for local clients as well. I mean, why not? <laughs> if you have networking events, conferences, or other personal gatherings, um, you should try to be there too. Or if you come to find out that what service you're going to offer, you want to offer it to, um, I don't know, yoga studios. Go to the yoga studios in town and see if it's something they need help with. You know, why not start in your local vicinity? And that could be pertaining to any type of client if they're there. Um, so don't forget about the old school methods that do still work too. So those door hangings, flyers in popular spots around town where there are bulletin boards, postcards. Um, at some point, you might want to consider creating a referral program, cold emails, cold calls, you know, the works. Because when you first get started and you don't have any clients, you have time for all of this, okay? Go back to the basics. So now that you know your business structure, you have your contacts in place, you know what you'll be doing and what you're going to be charging. Let's develop a plan. I know business plans can seem intimidating and scary, so I like to just call it a business blueprint. Something that's going to give you direction when you lose your way or you need to be regrounded. Because honestly speaking, you may be hyped up about this business right now, but one day you may not have that same type of energy. But on the flip side, you don't want all your hard work in your company to go under so just because you're in some sort of slump at the time, you know, so you have to stay consistent. I won't say motivated because you may not always be motivated, but you do need to kind of remain disciplined and be consistent. Once you put yourself out there, then that's what people are going to expect from you. You don't want to put in all this hard work and then, you know, like I said before, you're working with clients, but now you're not and you need to find new people and now you got to come back and start all over again. So... Just kind of outline all the things that we've already talked about and write it down. You know, ex while I'm saying that, while you're another thing that I should have um, mentioned earlier is as you're going through these tools you're using, the software you're using, which uh, services you're offering, as you do the work for people, even when you just start, document what you're doing step by step. Because one day, inshallah, that means God willing, you will be in a position to hire other people to help you. Basically, you're going to outsource work. That way you won't have to do everything. That ties into what I said earlier about either working in your business or on it. One day, it is the hope that you will work on the business. You are the owner. And then you will have contractors that will be working under you at a lower rate. And then you keep the difference, right? If you already have your procedures in place, when you get to that point, it will make it a lot easier for you to hire somebody and for you to train them and let them know how you want things done because you will have it laid out. You can always tweak that as you go along as things change, but you'll have a base to start with. So back to this blueprint. Once you have everything outlined, you know, that we've already talked about, write it down. Along with those things, write down some goals. What is your short-term goal? Meaning, 
When will you have, you know, X, Y, and Z completed? If you're just now starting out and you haven't thought of or started any of the things that I've mentioned so far, use those things as mini goals to, for like stepping stones to lead up to your open date, right? And then choose a big goal, like maybe next year. Where will you be and where will your company be? What will your company look like? Jot down your financial goals. What does success look like to you? When will you know that you've reached a point of what it means to be successful to you? What does that look like? I know you hear this a lot, but what's your why? What is your big why? Write that down. Like I said, there will be days when you need to look at this and remember what you're doing all of this for. So to wrap this up, I want to remind you also to educate yourself. Be in a constant state of learning because things are always constantly changing. You need to be on top of that for the sake of maintaining and growing your own business and for the client work that you do. You don't want your client to be behind the curve because something changed and you weren't on top of that. You didn't realize it. You are their resource of knowledge in whatever it is that you do for them. Stay on the ball and keep them up to date. Be a valuable asset to them so that they keep you around and so that you'll be justified in raising your prices one day. It's always easier to upsell a current client who knows your abilities and knows they can rely on you than to try obtaining a new one. You have YouTube, you have Google, you have all these social media groups with lots of free information. Stay up to date. You can also go to places like Teachable or Udemy um, or another learning platform and take small courses so that you can expand your knowledge and build on your skills, okay? Invest in yourself and your business and then you can keep growing. So now that was a lot of information, right? (laughs) So we're just going to recap what I've suggested here so far. Well, my suggested recap to start your VA business, okay? Get structured, get organized. Get your contacts and your systems in order. Consider your branding and your marketing. Consider your target clients. Decide how you'll set up your online presence. Consider the reviews and testimonials for future reference. Get your pricing and your services in order. Set up a payment system like PayPal or a business bank account. Know your strategy. And create a good blueprint with goals and keep educating yourself. Also, one thing that I do like to remind people of that seems very simple, but sometimes people don't get it, is to do good service. Do not forget about good customer service. You are dealing with real human people And you know what it's like when someone is off-putting, so don't be that person. But also, don't put up with those people. This is your business, and you can turn down or accept whichever clients you want to. So with all that said, um, I do have another resource. This is a workbook that I created specifically for this purpose. It's called Start Your Online Business, and it's a self-guided workbook that will take you through all of the steps that I've mentioned so far. So pretty much by the time you complete it, you'll be ready to start. It goes through each section from the back administration things that we talked about as far as structuring, um, as far as your branding, your marketing, all of that stuff. It walks you through step by step. And then by the time you're done, you should be ready to start. So right now, 
That resource is only $10.99 and it's on my site and my Etsy shop. So I'll have the link for those in the notes. So if you need a guide that's going to help you check things off the list while you're getting set up and running, this is perfect for you. It's actually the reason why I created it. I do know how confusing it can be to start and kind of figure out like what to do and in what order. So if you kind of lack that knowledge or you need some accountability to help you get through those steps, then you can grab it and start working on it. With that said, too, once everything is in place, once everything is in place, I'm going to say it one more time, once everything is in place and ready to go, just start. I cannot stress that enough. There will never be a perfect time. Things are never going to magically be aligned on the perfect day for you. So don't wait for that. Go with what you know and then learn the rest along the way. It's better for you to start and stumble and then better for you to do that, okay, than for you to look behind you and have regrets later on because you didn't at least try, okay? You never know what'll happen. Um, So I'm excited for you. Don't forget to check all those resources in the notes uh, for everything I've mentioned all created for you to make the process easier for you. Um, I'm also going to be offering some consulting services um, and I'm going to have that on my site when that's ready. So I'm wishing all of you guys success and peace and blessings. And I will talk to you guys next week. Salam.